Welcome to the Cool Explorations podcast and radio program with your host, Tony Peters. I hope you'll enjoy today's segment. Welcome to Cool Explorations. I am your host, Tony Peters, and today we're blessed to have Dr. Andrew Blackwood with us today. And uh, he's got some interesting stuff that he's going to talk about, including the Healing Communication Center. Uh, Why don't you start us off by just introducing yourself, uh, letting us know who you are. Sure. It's good to be here with you, Tony. I am Dr. Andrew Blackwood, also known as Coach Drew, and I am a father, husband, and a believer. I've been a mental health professional for over 17 years, but things shifted for me a lot quite recently when when my daughter experienced some real intense anxiety. We were out in the backyard just having a good time with some family friends and she's sitting next to me because she's the girl who loves to be close. You know, that's just who she is. And suddenly her laughter stops and I feel her body tense up and she's not breathing anymore. And I realize when I look over, I see that her eyes are fixed on a bee. And I know a lot of people are afraid of bees, but her fear was so intense that it caused panic in me, even after 17 years of dealing with, you know, anxiety professionally but also personally as a child but i panicked in that moment i said i gotta do something i gotta help my daughter i can't let her live this way so over the next little while i combed through all the resources and education that i i pulled everything together to my best of my ability and i started to work with her through our daily father-daughter conversations and i watched her change and i watched her grow and i realized you know what not every parent knows what i know so you know, I, I believe parents are divinely, strategically positioned to help their children deal with their emotional challenges with care and competence. So that's who I am. That's what I do. I'm focusing a lot of my time supporting parents to help their children move through anxiety to a place of calm and confidence, how God wants us to live. Yeah, and I think that is a very worthy cause because I know my own daughter suffers with with uh, anxiety that's been very crippling uh, to her. I've dealt with anxiety for years, but hers is definitely um, at a higher level. And uh, it's just sometimes I I lose it because I get very, very frustrated uh, and it does not help the situation. And then I have to reflect on myself and be like, okay, did that really help things in this situation? Um, That is such a common experience. So that's one of the first things that, you know, I encourage parents to appreciate that a calm response is one of the most helpful things that we can give to our kids, right? And it, it makes such a difference. Yeah. And thankfully, my wife is a lot better at that calm thing than I am, probably because she's dealt with me for so long that, that, that she's just she's learned how to how to approach it. Uh, because uh, if she approaches me with any kind of frustration, I know it definitely makes my anxiety way worse. Uh, whereas uh, if she's calm, it's definitely way better. So that's something I've been I've been working on personally, uh, as as we've been dealing with my with my daughter's stuff. Like she just sometimes her panic stuff is so unreasonable, seems so unreasonable, but in her mind, it's the biggest deal at that moment. And that's why I think what what you do is so important. Um, and so before we get into your testimony, I just want to explain a little bit more um, about the the healing center and that approach uh, that that you take um and then we'll get into your testimony after that sure sure so the healing communication center it involves a number of services that I, that I offer 
virtual coaching, um, psychotherapy, partnerships, and also a lot of resources, courses, and online workshops, and, and a book that I've written. Essentially, it helps us understand, uh, the way I say it, say it and see it is the road to healing is paved with understanding. So God mediates our healing, our emotional healing, and our emotional growth, which is synonymous with our maturity through understanding and all they're getting, get understanding, because this is the principal thing. So when we understand what's happening with us, what's happening through us, what's happening, uh, what has happened to us, and we start to really understand by receiving God's truth, right? Mm -hmm. Then we start to heal. Then things start to make sense. Then we, because the way I see it, and I teach a lot of parents, like there is a parallel process between faith and the functioning of, of the mind. Our prayer life is synonymous with our thought life. So it's important that as we pray, we learn to be aware of, of the content of our hearts and the thoughts that we have, because that's really where we get to impact the most change for ourselves, as well as with our children. So the Healing Communication Center really focuses on empowering people to understand, to heal and mature. Yeah, and I think that that is a great approach. Um, and I've done many, many podcasts on prayer, um, as I think prayer life is something that a lot of us Christians struggle with, uh, to have a healthy prayer life. And I think that uh, it's really weakened uh, us in a lot of ways as a church, because we don't have that fellowship and that communication with God. And God teaches us so much through prayer. And like you say, it 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 dictates our thought life. Uh, if our thoughts are focused on on God and our prayers are focused on God, they'll they line up. Uh, whereas if your prayer life weakens and you're, so you're not focused on that relationship with God, well then of course your thoughts start straying and the devil starts starts taking control and leading you where you want to don't want to go. Like uh, with anxiety, uh, the devil uses anxiety in a lot of ways to to really deceive us, and we've seen that with my daughter, uh, the, the the deception. Um, being like, oh, this is something you should be you should be afraid of. And one of the things we tell my daughter is, is who's with you when when you're afraid? Who's with you at all times? Well, God is with you, and th that's one thing that has helped her. Is is we've been just like, pray in these times when when you're when you're afraid or having this unreasonable anxiety, pray to God, or even even if she sings, she, um, singing she finds very very helpful. So she'll just sing and she makes up words as she goes along. And it's just like, it's like that is, is very healing for her. And it's like that communication with God. Yes, yes, yes. It, 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 it matters. It matters. And it has a great impact. I, I, I like to simplify anxiety. I know there are a number of factors that can contribute to anxiety for different people at different seasons in their lives, but ultimately a negative picture of the future creates anxiety for us in our bodies. So yeah. as we as we as we engage with our children, what we get to do is help them become aware of what it is that they're what it is that they're picturing, what it is that they're imagining. And when we help them realize, oh, I'm creating this, there is an element of empowerment that happens. So we are never really in control of what comes into our minds and into our thoughts, but we are and we can learn to be in control of how we respond to those thoughts. Do we endorse them? Do we agree with them? 
do we align ourselves with them? And this is true for children as, just as it is for adults, but it's this awareness that we get to cultivate so we can be intentional with our thoughts, intentional with our imagination, intentional with our prayer, because we're told, pray without ceasing. What does that mean? Well, allow your thoughts to be in line with God's word and you will be praying all the time, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, that is one thing that when I talked about, I've talked about prayer many times, and that's always one thing I've always said is um, prayer doesn't necessarily even have to be that this time where you, you've just sat down. It is good to have your dedicated prayer time, but you can pray throughout the day. Uh, you could be driving and you could be praying. If you're stuck in rush hour traffic, you can be praying. The, there's yeah. lots of different opportunities for you to pray throughout the day uh, as you're doing things. You can just stop and pray. If I hear an ambulance or a fire truck, um, usually right away, the first thing that, that pops in my mind is, okay, let's pray for that person. And uh, th that's usually just me praying while I'm, while I'm doing something and just being like, that person needs prayer. Mm -hmm. um, so, and, and, and that's where, again, the being intentional about it comes into, into, into part, uh, into play. And that really helps you uh, with your anxiety. It helps you um, having the, the proper thought life and the proper alignment um, yeah, which really sure. kind of brings me into your testimony um, and how God brought you to the point where you're at now. I just wanted to explain that that, that story so that we have some background to what we're talking about here. Yeah, certainly. Uh, I, I can't say that my life has been a straight, <laughs> a straight road to this point. It, it's been these windy roads and detours, ups and downs. But one of the things that's been pretty consistent is um, anxiety. And I didn't know it as a child. I didn't realize what it was. Um, an example would be, you know, I, I, I grew, I was born and raised in Jane and Finch. Um, and I was a pretty smart kid and I got into the gifted program, which meant that we moved out of Jane and Finch to Leslie and Finch, which was just 20 minutes down the street, but it was a completely different world. I moved from an environment where I was, um, there were three, three children in the, in the school who were white and everybody else was pretty much black. And then I moved to a school where I was one of three black children in the entire school. Oh, wow. So the world, the world was different. Um, and, you know, I was in a new place, new people, and I was stressed out and I was scared and I didn't know it. And the uh, teacher, when she came around and asked, she started going around the circle asking, what's, what's your favorite number? Tony, I didn't have a favorite number. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I need to have a favorite number. <laughs> what do I want? Right. So I, I picked five. So I picked number five. And I'm thinking to myself after the fact, okay, so what do we do with number five? <laughs> and I started to figure out, try to figure out how to use number five. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to take five steps, five sips, five, whatever. But it didn't feel right. I had to balance it out. So I would take five on this side, five on this side. And I don't know if you're familiar with. OCD and how these kinds of things work. I have OCD. Yeah, I have OCD. Really? Yeah. So I was just like, again, as a child, I didn't realize that stress could induce certain experiences, certain ways of thinking. And I was ill-equipped and life went on, stressors went on, challenges went on. My parents got divorced. 
I was anxious, I was depressed, had no idea. And, you know, through it all, I I, 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 I failed. I failed. My life was over. I wanted, I wanted to be a doctor, a medical doctor, Tony. And I failed chemistry. And my all or nothing thinking told me life was over. Like I was imagining myself under a bridge, homeless, nobody, like it was so extreme. And, you know, the Lord really helped me and healed me. And at one of my lowest moments, he was saying, he said to me, you know, all that you're going through is going to help somebody else. And that encouragement gave me a strong sense of purpose, which calmed me and helped me eventually I ended up working at a detention center for youth and I ended up going to seminary and I started to experience this transformation from the inside out. Um, I ended up, you know, serving as a counselor in communities and children's welfare and working with men who abuse their partners. You name a, a, a population, I've, I've worked with it. Um, so the Lord has really helped me to really help others and understand how this mind of mine works. And that's what I wanna do. I wanna equip parents so that they understand how they can support their children. Because ultimately, yes, it sucks to feel anxious, Tony. Mm -hmm. However, anxiety is the biggest distraction from purpose. It is yeah. a distraction. It, it causes us to uh, be blinded by what we feel and what we experience. And we overlook who God has made us to be and the relationship that we can have with him. And that is our primary purpose. And then out of that flows our secondary purpose, how we relate to others and impact the world. So that's, that's, that's my testimony in a nutshell. Well, and I uh, can relate to that so much. Um, I know I talk about my daughter's anxiety, but I know growing up, uh, I was molested twice. And then I, after that, you know, anxiety and depression and suicidal thoughts, even at the age of five, uh, I remember I was already thinking about suicide uh, at the age of five. And uh, I didn't really understand why I wanted to kill myself. Um, I, I knew there was something wrong. Uh, and part of it was uh, in that day and age when, you were molested. It was a shame thing for your family. So um, social services really did nothing about it um, other than prevent that person from ever seeing me again. Um, but there was no healing process. There was nothing. And uh, it wasn't until I became a manager for two years and I crashed and burned because um, I burned myself out um, as a manager. And after that, I, I was I got to this point where it's like, God was showing me, you need to deal with this, deal with yeah. your anxiety, deal with your suicide, your depression, deal with all of that. And uh, one thing that they had mentioned was instead of looking at all the negative things in life and the negative outcomes, as you had mentioned, look at the positive outcomes. Don't always be going to worst case scenario, but thinking about what is a positive and how can I enact that positive? And one of those things was learning to help other people. And that was where I started getting into more, more podcasting. And it, that was really God preparing me to get into Christian podcasting so that I could actually start trying to help people and show them that I understand where they're coming from. 
I've been yeah. through it. I, I know what you're going through. And God got me through all of that. He can get you through all of that. And yeah. Uh, yeah. so that I, I understand, I resonate with your testimony there. Uh, exactly. Um, and it does help us. And God definitely shows us, you know, I'm here. I've got yeah. this. Yeah. I've got you. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Healing is so empowering. It is so empowering. And it, it moves us and catapults us into that secondary purpose, how we serve other people. Yeah. And it's, it's really important. I think he loves us and he heals us in our relationship with him, which is our primary purpose. And a lot of people, even as we serve other people, we can get so caught up in serving that we forget that our primary purpose is to be in relationship with him and just be loved. Yeah. God wants us to heal. He wants us to experience his fullness. And then out of that place, we move into serving others. So I'm so glad to hear of your, your, your testimony as well. God is good. Yeah. Well, and uh, God, God likes to be referred to as Abba father, which in the Hebrew and Greek is that, that highest level of, of love it's an agape love like it's that deep love and that's what he feels for us and he wants to be that that role model and that full um full father figure not the human father figure but that that like highest level of love that so we can experience that in our lives and that helps us in our relationship with other people, which is why I think it's so important what you're doing at the, at the Healing Communication Center is helping people understand that love and that healing that they can get through a relationship with God. Do you want to just tell us a little bit more about um, your program there and what, what exactly um, the Healing Center's purpose is and what, the, what you do um, specifically with them? Yeah, certainly. Uh, you know, there's a range of programs and services that uh, we offer, including individual um, programs where we help people to understand themselves. And um, but one of my greatest passions and the thing that I'm plugged into the most these days is the confidence cultivating parent program. And that's where I support parents to understand yes themselves but also how anxiety works and how it informs the thoughts and, and and the experience of our children and every child is a little bit different uh which you know makes it even more challenging for us as parents yet there is uh what i've what i've called the parental peace framework there are six elements that help us to really help our kids. And we started talking about it, prayer being the first one. And a big part of prayer is understanding how our thoughts impact our lives. And, you know, a lot of the times when we pray, we beg God, like, God, please, please help. And at the same time, we're imagining him not helping. <laughs> And James tells us, you know, whenever we ask God for something, don't expect to get it unless you are consistently, right, imagining and anticipating God coming through for you or else you'll be like a wave tossed 
to and fro. So one of the things that I equip the parents with is this this way of praying. I call it every parent's prayer. There's this guide to it. But there are some steps that we move through so we can understand the principles of prayer and that we can be focused on what we anticipate God doing for our kids. And when we start to train ourselves and anticipate God coming through, it's amazing to see what happens with our kids. And then they start to do the same thing. So it gets woven into our family culture. So that's the, the first element. And then we move through the second. The second is what I call, it spells out the word peace. And there's, you know, some, some add-ons there. But um, emotions are the language of the heart. And that's where we really talk about the power of listening the power of curiosity and empathy. But what happens when we can tap into the pain our children are experiencing, when we understand, when we come alongside them, we can help them heal. And if we have caused them injury or harm, whether intentionally or otherwise, it's important that we know how to address that. So I wrote a book called The Art of a Genuine Apology. And it really talks about how we do that, how we meet that emotional, spiritual need of our children to experience healing with us. Because when they don't have that, it's like an injury, right? You break your leg, and if it's not reset, if it's not casted, if it's not healed, you won't be able to put pressure on it. You won't be able to walk on it. You won't be able to run. And God has designed us and called us to stand, He's called us to walk. He's called us to run. And we get to help our children do that. So I, I could go on about this program all day, but the starting point is prayer. Everyparentsprayer.com is, uh, is a website that I set up where people can just take a trip there and get access to that guide. And they can let me know what they're praying about and I can join them in prayer. But this is this right now is the main focus of what I'm doing through the Healing Communication Center. Yeah, well, when people talk about speak, um, and double speak applies to prayer, and it applies to your thoughts, um, and so you have a d- double prayer or double thoughts, where you're praying one thing, but you're actually thinking and believing another thing. Uh, and so it's like, no, you're praying with intention in, intentionality being like, I do believe that God can have this happen and I'm praying in his will. And that's one thing we have to make sure with our prayer is that we're praying in line with God's will being like, okay, is this what I want or is this what God wants? And right. once those two align, you remove that, that double prayer and the double thoughts. And then those things align and everything starts coming together because when we live what the way god wants us to live yeah things just go a lot smoother it's when we it's when we veer off onto onto the the side paths as we all have a tendency to do that life gets tougher again and and we go through those trials and those those struggles and people are often like oh why does god let me go through these things and it's like well if you didn't go through them would you learn to rely and depend on God? And would you grow spiritually? Would you be encouraged to dig into the word and be like, I need to understand what's going on. And uh, so I think yes. that that's a huge part of healing. Oh yeah. I know why is the, 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 the natural reaction 
to our challenges and things, whether they don't sit well with our, our beliefs, our desires, or when we experience pain. But it's the least helpful question to ask when you ask, okay, God, what are you doing here? Or how do you want me to respond to this? Those are actually much more useful questions. Yeah. And they help us to, again, abide to reconnect, to receive from him, and then to re-engage and pray without ceasing again. So it's this continual drawing from him and drawing to him that helps us deal with everyday life. Because every day we will experience challenges and the enemy's not going to stop, right? Yeah. <laughs> He's not. So it's uh, in our best interest to rest, but also rest in him and to stay connected. Yeah, yeah, and that um, brings us to another what question, and that uh, is, what impact have you seen uh, in people's lives as a result of the work that you do at the Healing Communication Center? Well, that's a great question. Uh, every week I meet with parents, um, Thursday nights at 8 uh, p.m. Eastern, and without fail, parents are saying, wow, I I." I'm surprised to see this kind of change happening in my child's life. And what even, even one dad was just saying the other day, he had no idea that this experience would impact him as much as it has. He wasn't aware that most of his life, what he was experiencing was anxiety, mm -hmm. right? So he's learning the tools, he's using the tools, and he's actually changing the way that he lives and relates to people at work. And he's seeing things happen with his children. And what, what also happens, which is really interesting, a lot of parents in, in, in the group in the community have more than one child. So they come with concerns about one child whose concerns are pretty obvious and pretty high. And when those concerns start to decrease and they see that child progressing, then they realize, oh, my other child has had needs. And we've been so focused on this child that we didn't even notice what was going on over here. But then they can take those same principles and practices and start to use them with their other children. And they're seeing the ch the confidence come faster because a lot of people, you know, they'll tell you it takes years to, you know, overcome anxiety. It takes years to rebuild self-esteem. What I say is you can impact change immediately when you understand what's happening and you understand how to do it. When you understand and you've been equipped, you know, in alignment with what God's word is and what it tells us that you can impact change today so these are some of the things that i'm seeing i i, I mean i mentioned my daughter in the fear of bees earlier and you know she went from being unable to breathe to being able to laugh and skip and run in, in the presence of bees right she's like dad there are all these bees around here and i'm not scared anymore Tony, let me tell you, that kind of confidence and freedom, I believe that's the desire for every parent. Yeah. And, you know, so that's what we get. And that's God's desire for us, too. 
thank you for listening to the Cool Explorations podcast and radio program. I hope that you've enjoyed today's segment, and uh, I hope that you'll consider supporting us at uh, Cool Explorations on Patreon, as well as uh, you can shoot me an email at tpeter745 at gmail.com if you'd like to support in other ways other than Patreon. <laughs>